0: Well, hello again for another wonderful podcast of Charged Up Studio with Sendor Safe, CEO and founder of Sendor Capital Limited, and Dana Olivo with Market Marketademy, LLC. We welcome you. Hope you've been enjoying this journey with us. It's just getting started. And today we have a wonderful guest. Chris Anderson is someone that um, I Every circle that I, uh, I go, I go in. Um, they speak very highly of him. He is the current supervisor of elections in Seminole County. He and I will tell you a little bit about him. He was um, raised by a single father who abused drugs and alcohol. His father later died of AIDS. Chris persevered, and he enlisted in the U.S. Army. And Chris was a basic uh, was in basic training during 9/11. Shortly thereafter, Chris deployed to Afghanistan. Thanksgiving Day 2002. Let's talk about that's not very nice. And Chris um, served in Florida law enforcement for over a decade. Chris is married and he had to his high school sweetheart. Oh, how sweet. Um, 18 years. He has three children CJ, Chris, and Cece. And your wife's name? Ebony. Ebony how beautiful, oh, what a beautiful name. and he is currently running for e- re-election of Seminole County Supervisor of Election in Florida. So that said, um I will, you know, we wanted to bring him on cuz you know of course 2020 is significant for um you know for all all sides up, down, left, right, wherever you are, you know it's important that you understand this process and also what the results may look like depending on your vote. And so we, he is in a role that is, of course, nonpartisan, but definitely because he has to supervise the whole process, no matter who's involved. So I will let him tell you a little about, uh, a little bit about himself in the leadership role that he has for Seminole County as well as the 2020 election process.
1: Well, good afternoon. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. You know, yesterday was actually uh, my uh, one-year anniversary of my appointment so things definitely. Congratulations! Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. So it's been a year. It was kind of baptism by fire. Oh. You know, when I came into office, uh, there was a lot of talk, a lot of, uh, uh, cause we were just coming off of, uh, the 2018 election. We had recounts election security was at the top of the list. It's still at the top of the list for uh, the federal government and for myself, uh, as a supervisor. So I look forward to talking about that, but you know, my background, as you, you said earlier, um, I had a, a very tumultuous childhood. I went to twelve different schools. I lived in eleven different homes. Uh, my father—he uh, tried to do his best a job as he could, but the demons he couldn't escape. Uh, and we spent uh, many nights uh, without uh, those essentials. That uh, child—I saw a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have seen. I talked my father out of suicide twice before I was fourteen years old. Wow! Had to take the phone cord out of his hand when he wanted to hang himself. Um, He has had a lot of things that he had to battle. And uh, being an only child, it was just him and I. Uh, He lost his battle with AIDS in 2003. Uh, and it was uh, it was it was tough. It was very, very tough. But um, I always say adversity is a tool that builds character uh, uh, Success in my mind and uh, Booker T. Washington's mind because he said it best is uh, Not about the position that you obtain, but the obstacles that you overcome, right? So uh, I've tried to do that My father used to say that he was a perfect example of what not to be and I and that used to break me apart every time He would say it. So I hope that I am the perfect example example of what he wanted me to be.
2: Right. And and I'm glad to hear you say that because one of the things that I live by and and my husband as well is the fact that you don't always have to have a positive outcome of everything that you go through, but it's the journey alone that creates the leader yes. within. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And for me, you know, uh, I get a phone call January 17th of 2019 that changed the course of uh, of my life and and, and my family, uh, but you are you have to prepare yourself. When I took a look back, uh, all the things that I'd went through. Uh, from the positions that I held as a homicide uh, detective, as a U.S. Marshal Task Force officer, to just uh, driving what we call green and white, which is a, a law enforcement officer, uh, uh, all those positions uh, prepared me for uh, where we're at, where I'm at now. So um, you'd never want to take for granted the journey because it makes, uh, it makes you who you are. You know, Abraham Lincoln said, if you want to see a man's character, give him power.
2: So. Absolutely. So, as a homicide, homicide detective, mm-hmm. you were. Yes. Okay. How does that compare to what you're doing now as supervisor of elections? I'm well, curious.
1: Uh, attention to detail. Right. It's uh, everything you do in law enforcement is attention to detail. Uh, making sure that your facts are straight, that you are articulating uh, very, very clearly. And uh, the election code is a part of Florida State statute as well. So in law enforcement, the guideline that we go by is the Florida State statute. So it actually mirrors together. I'm very comfortable with reading Florida State statute, understanding how it's uh, applied. And so, you know, coming over now, I'm just reading a different part from Chapter 97 to 106, Right. So it's just a different part of the, the code, but uh, it's still very familiar to me.
2: Well, it's also you're dealing with the future versus what's already happened.
1: True. You very know, when true. you think
2: about it, you know,
1: and also chain of custody. So exactly. When you talk about entering things into evidence uh, as mm-hmm. uh, in law enforcement, you are doing a chain of custody with ballots. So there's a lot of lot of, uh, a lot similarities. of similarities
2: there that was, prepared you for this position.
1: Absolutely. I was told that a lot of law enforcement uh, go to die in, in, in the elections office. So.
0: <laughs> so was it automatically, yes? Who made the call to you, first of all, a year ago?
1: It was from the governor's office. Okay. At and, the time, uh, that was? Uh, that was the chief of staff. Okay. And uh, I was... Uh, Asked, how would you feel about uh, serving as a supervisor of elections? I've always raised my hand and swore an oath, uh, and I was prepared to do it.
0: OK, that's wow. wonderful. My goodness. So we talk about, you know, leadership and, um, of course, our audience, small to medium sized businesses are leaders in their own right, because what they are, they are leading their idea into the mainstream. They are sh- making sure that their ideas are validated by their, um. how can I say, consumers, their they're consumers. So when, you know, whatever it is, a product that you're launching, whether a service you're providing, you are the leader who is going to represent represent. represent that idea so for you you currently represent the Seminole County electoral process so can you talk to us a little bit about what the skills that you built up to now that has benefited you in the current role
1: understanding why you're doing with your what you're doing Uh, I believe in servant leadership so I understand that uh, my boss is the voters And that they are uh, paramount, that we can't dig our heels into the sand. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as how it relates to uh, elections. Um, You have to do what's best for those that you're serving Mm -hmm. in servant leadership. Uh, I believe the supreme quality uh, uh, leadership is trust. Trust from the voters. Trust from your people that you that you're, that, that are working for you. Mm-hmm. If they trust you, they will follow you around the darkest corner, down the deepest valley and up the highest hill. I didn't say that, Colin Powell did. <laughs> Supreme quality of leadership is trust. So, and that's established through many different ways. I um, mean, you want to give your people the freedom to, uh, in, in my office, I have a conference table that's round. I don't sit at the head of the conference table because I want my staff to have the freedom to talk and come up with ideas and not have such an environment where they feel like they have to be, uh, that they have to, you know, sequester their ideas and not uh, talk freely. So there's many different. I read a lot about leadership. I practice a lot of it. And a lot of it is a leadership of one. Okay. What are you doing that, uh, you know, doing the right thing when no one else is looking?
0: So how many staff do you have currently under so we have, your, your leadership?
1: So we have 18, but as an election year, we're going to hire almost 1,000.
2: And so that's we, where those val—those volunteers come in, and that's where absolutely. that trust aspect comes in because those volunteers come on because they trust the system. They trust right. what you're bringing to the table, and they trust that what's happening is the voice of the people.
1: That's right. we become one of the largest employers in Seminole County. Uh, this year, that's quite a
0: stretch from eighteen to a thousand. You are going to have overseas, so you are actually, how can I say, preparing for that expenditure. That yes. is quite a rapid it growth. It is, and you know, so you're stable. It sounds like you have a wonderful family that supports you. I do, and you know, I'm sure your wife is very proud of you. Your high school sweetheart, she's known the man before Absolutely. the title. I, you know, my mother is one of those kind of people, more yep. persons that grew with with my father. But um, it yeah, but it does bring stress, you know, and how do you cope with the family as far as our, because you're a leader in your home
1: as well. Right. Well, it's 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 communication. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Ebony and I, we've been together uh, since uh, 10th grade. So uh, she she like you said, she's known me beforehand. So I'm able to kind of download a little bit, and, and talk with her, and I can trust that she's going to give me the good advice. You know, I credit uh, where we are uh, to not just what I've done, but for her as well. She's made many, many sacrifices. I am extremely fortunate uh, to have her in my life. You know, my God, my my grandfather told me when he met her. 20 years ago that she was a keeper. My father said it and I listened and I'm glad that I did because without her, I I probably wouldn't be sitting here today. So
0: would you say, would you and because as you know, um small business, you know, startups, we know how much stress it puts on a an infrastructure when there is discord in the family. Because you can be great at, you know, you can be great at, you know, leading your company, but when if your house is not in order, we looked at Steve's jobs at the time when he was building the company, he sacrificed his family because apparently he wasn't spending time at home. So how do you balance that? How do you make sure that you spend you take care of your responsibilities at the office? but ensure that your family um, gets the time that they deserve with you as well?
1: Well, you know, so the first thing is with the company is you want to make sure that you're putting people in place that are that you can trust that will make good decisions when you're not around. You don't want to be uh, uh, what they call it, micromanaging or a busy bastard, like uh, Colin Powell would say, <laughs> right? You don't want to do that. Um, so you want to make sure that you have the proper amount of staff that uh, you can you can step away and, and they can do they that they, they can manage uh, uh, their their slice of the pie uh, to where you're not micromanaging. On the family side of it, it's communicating. You know, my wife has access to my schedule, and you just have to set out those times. You know, last week. You know, my daughter, they were doing Donuts and Data at Idlewild Elementary. Shout out to Idlewild. What is that?
0: Donuts and Data?
1: Donuts and Data. So what they do is, uh, uh, Idlewild Elementary is uh, a Sanford uh, elementary school. They had a binder. And they are trying to teach leadership. So the kids come in Mm -hmm. and they show you all the things that they're doing in their grades. They are the ones basically doing the conference and not the teachers. Wow. So they're owning their work. So my daughter asked me, hey, can you I made time to do
2: that. You have
1: to. Right. So they understand that daddy has to be away like I am right now. But I try to make that time for them so it's it's it is a balancing that but you have to have a strong spouse
2: you have to have a strong support system yes, all the way around all the you way know around. when all you think really. about it yes yes
1: so, they have to be on board Absolutely.
2: So as we um, and and moving forward and getting back to your position that you're in right now and with a lot of the controversy around the state, as far as what we've had issues with on the voting side, the ballot side and everything, what are you putting in place to ensure that we're not going to run into the same issues with this election?
1: So uh, let's, let's talk about it from the, the macro, and then we'll get into the micro right. of it. So, I love
2: that. I'm a strategist, so this is perfect. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, what, it's what we do. So yeah. from, from a perspective, we've had our networks uh, checked out. So we've had the Department of Homeland Security do remote testing on our networks, Very and good. we're going to talk about how we have a decentralized state and a decentralized elections office in our networks as well. So we've had the Department of Homeland Security check our uh, network. We have no critical errors of vulnerability. We're scheduled to have an on-site done by them. So I'm, I'm looking forward to them coming on-site and checking. We've had a we have a partnership, the Jesse, which is a partnership between us. In the Department of State, where they've sent out cyber navigators to come out and check our network, and we pass that with flying colors as well. So you, you have to look at, so that's, that's the network. But you also, we have three, we have some segmented areas. You have to protect your website from DDoS and, D, right. and DNS mm-hmm. server attacks. You have to take a look at your tabulation. So for our tabulation, we will be transmitting on a private network. So that that's a very important piece. Uh, we have uh, protections in place on our website to make sure that if an attacker tries to flood it with more traffic and try and bring the website down, we have protections in place now that we're so not allowing that you're, to happen.
2: you're proactively testing the system In you know. is what you're so my doing my law
1: enforcement background tells me how to do those things all right when it comes to combating crime mm-hmm. and and when we're talking about fraud that's crime it's just a fancy word for theft right when yes. you think about that's it. exactly right. it so um and we understand the profile of the uh, you know that someone sitting behind a keyboard that's Plotting and planning mm-hmm. as well. So I pay attention to a lot of the ransomware attacks that have taken place in both New Orleans and Pennsylvania as recent. Uh, and, you know, so I'm constantly looking, looking at different ways of uh, strengthening our, our infrastructure our cybersecurity and our physical security infrastructure.
0: So there has been talk from, you know, policy from um, lawmakers that we should take remove technology out of the electoral process to keep it more. How can I say pristine, more pure so that it doesn't become as vulnerable as it's become since we've been using electronic system. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: So let's talk. Let me let me. So the state of Florida is a mark since paper ballot state. A lot of states in the country are going back to that paper uh, ballot for that reason, because you can't hack
0: paper. paper. right? You
1: Absolutely. cannot hack paper. And it's an ultimate check and balance. We believe in, in, in Seminole County that technology is there to complement right. the process, not to take it over. So we constantly evaluate our process, not the machines. You can't just... Purchase machines, because if you want to go out there and just purchase a whole bunch of machines, you can do that. But you have to have a strong process in place if it's to work correctly. So uh, when you look in Palm Beach County, you know, they just didn't have the the machines to do the recount. So Mm -hmm. that kind of created that issue there. Broward County was an issue, a process right? So we look at our process and we make sure that our process is being complemented by technology but not being taken over. Mm-hmm. So uh, we again, mark sense paper ballots, we have that paper at the end of the day, you know the machines As can go down. Up. Yeah, I may call you guys and say, hey, I need you to help me come and count. But at the end of the day, we have the paper.
2: And I'm glad to hear that because, you know, we can get so dependent on technology sometimes right. that it becomes autonomous. We right. had a conversation just just recently about the um, automobile, you know, uh, automobile industry. And, right. I mean, it scares the living daylights out of me to have a car with me sitting in it. Operating right. on its so, own, you know. Um, well, so, planes
0: are being operated
2: on well, their yeah. own. I'm yeah. actually a pilot. But there's, a pilot, still, so yeah, but there's the, still a pilot behind should something happen. Something
1: goes wrong. Exactly. Very true. So And, yeah.
2: so, and that's
1: how we look at it from a, a voting perspective. So, you know, tabulation. We only transmit a portion of the results. So when I speak publicly and explain this, it really is eye-opening. So we have three methods of voting. Vote by mail, early voting, and election day. Mm -hmm. So Seminole County, we like to vote early. That is our preferred method. But our vote by mail population is growing. Vote by mail is canvassed now 22 days prior to the election. So in other words, we're counting those internally from 22 days prior to the election. So now early voting, early voting results, which is the largest portion as of 2016, uh, is also that's manually uploaded. That's not being transmitted. So once we get to election day, now we're transmitting about 20 to 25 percent of the vote. So and, and, I'll, and, and the question is posed is why do you think we're ta- we're transmitting on election day? Because people want to know immediately who won, right? Right. Because if we— Especially this year. Absolutely. You want—everyone wants to know at 701 who won, right? Right. Because if not, if we could have a little—if we could wait, I could just call my clerks that are on the opposite side of the county and say, hey, you know— you know, go ahead and do your closing procedures and make sure that you put your seals on there for chain of custody and just bring all the equipment back and we'll sort it out and we'll get back to the voters, you know, maybe in two or three days. But that's not the case, (laughs) right? People are watching the news. They want to see the results immediately. Although those results are unofficial results, they want to know. So that's why we're transmitting uh, on, uh, on election day.
0: That's great. And I want to know is is 2020 special? Are you seeing more movement than you did last year as for well, you know, um right. again, well, of course this is the, you know, presidential election, uh-huh. but are you seeing in comparison, you must have historical data to see, you know, how people are getting more involved or more engaged, right. you know, out on the voter side?
1: Well, yeah. So a presidential election year, everyone's more going to be paying attention, just naturally speaking. But you know, we were seeing more candidates, right? Uh, on the Democratic side, we have right. a lot of candidates, so that's going to just drive more attention to sure. the election process all the way around. Um, and, and and you know, we have uh, a process that's uh, 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 is very heated. At this point, we have some historic things taking place with uh, uh, impeachment processes. So more people are just engaged and they're going to get more and more engaged as we get closer to these elections. So with that um, in mind, we are prepared. Uh, we've been prepared, though. We knew this was coming. We went out and we purchased more uh, tabulation machines, more uh, e-poll book machines. So we we were, we're overstaffing our precincts just to, in preparation. You know, Seminole County has been among the highest turnouts of all the counties. So we've had a 78.5 percent turnout of our voters in the last presidential election. So we expect that and better uh, this year.
0: Are you prepared for the violence that may occur, you know, depending on the results?
1: Well, you know, we're prepared for the enthusiasm. Okay. Uh, But yes. And also, I've taken that into account as well. You know, I've already met with the sheriff's office. I'm going to be meeting with all the police chiefs just to make sure that voters feel safe when they come out, because uh, I am the steward of voter trust in Seminole County. And I take that job very, very serious. So I want the voters to know that they have nothing to be concerned about. Out, to come on out, vote, the opportunity is going to be there whether you choose to do it by mail or early or on election day, that uh, we're going to take every precaution necessary to uh, allow folks to safely vote.
0: Because it's a, it's a mode of free speech, isn't it? I mean, voting is your right
1: of, to free speech. Sure. Well, you know, so the can' no can so a couple of updates for that is the no campaigning or no solicitation zone, that has actually increased. It went from one hundred feet from the polling location to now uh, uh, to 150, mm-hmm. so now uh, voters don't have to feel so accosted as they are walking into the right. polling mm-hmm. location. Right. So that was a change that we wanted to see happen with uh, with uh, with our legislative priorities from the association, and uh, that t- that happened uh, went into effect July 1st of 2019.
2: And and I have a question, and I don't know if you're going to be able to help me with this or answer, sure. you know, just your own personal opinion. Negative campaigning, okay. Um, you know, you, you it's so easy for some of these politicians to immediately jump to the negative. You know, right. What well, are your thoughts as far as rather than running on their own merits and letting that carry them, they immediately start attacking.
1: Well, I can tell you, I can speak from that from as a voter uh, mm-hmm. as well that. Uh, it's important for a candidate to tell the voter what you're going to do. Right. Not what the other person is doing wrong. Cuz that's not in my opinion not helping me make that decision right. of whether you're the right person.
2: See, I'm the, I'm the same way. It's like, you know, look, if if you're hearing all this negative campaigning, from the other side. Do your due diligence. Go in and do your right. research so that you can make an educated decision and not just rely on what's being said by the op- opposition oh, as totally. far as that's concerned. You know,
1: that's why we, you know, when you go to our website, votesiminal.org, it's new and improved. When you click on the photo of the candidate, it takes you to their their website if they provide it to right. us. We wanted to provide that link. So you can go in and do that education. One of the things that makes vote by mail so popular is the uh, opportunity to uh, sit down and kind of go. Because you're going to get your vote by mail ballots about 30 days right. prior to the election. So you have more than enough time to kind of sit down. Do your research. Do your research. You can sit at your kitchen table. Um, and also, too, we have those initiative programs. Uh, Uh, initiatives that are on your ballot too so that can be kind of confusing for folks and and
2: that's exactly it that was one of my other questions is these different initiatives that we have to vote on a lot of times the wording in them is is done in a way to whereas you don't really understand if you vote yes or no on it yeah what's what are you really voting on and that's purposely done that way
1: well you know uh i I can speak to the change that is taking place. Uh, House Bill five requires now that with any initiatives that are on the ballot, that a financial impact statement is provided. So you will get to see, you know, just how much that impacts you financially Mm -hmm. if you uh, say yes or no to to an initiative. So uh, for us at the Supervisor of Elections Office, it uh, the uh, You were only allowed 75 characters in that slot. Now it's 150. So we look at it from a standpoint, OK, is that going to take us to another ba- page of a ballot, which is uh, an increase in it could be an increase in cost.
0: You know, one factor that is currently in this election, one topic is the um, the second chance. I believe that's what it's called for felons who have mm-hmm. uh, been restoration convicted of restoration. Yeah. And yeah. I may not have the right terminology. Can you touch on that as far as Florida? Sure. I believe are now providing ex felons um, the opportunity to vote again.
1: So I sat on the voter restoration of rights board in Tallahassee with the uh, secretary of state, who uh, Laura Lee who was the chair. And you know our process, our job was to make some recommendations to the governor of how we can streamline the process, and uh, the board comprised of. Uh, the organizations, uh, the, uh, the agencies that are going to be touched by Amendment Four. Amendment Four is not a uh, all, a, a focused on just one agency. Uh, you know, prime example of that is as a supervisor of elections. We will make the final determination to add any voter to the role, regardless of Amendment Four or anything. That's just how it works. Period. But you know, when you in, include Amendment Four, you know the folks. Okay, well, what are their uh, Are they finished with probation? Uh, that's you know going to be D.O.C. Are they uh, fines and fees? A lot of that's going to be with the clerk's office. Did they pay v- v- victim restitution? That's with the state attorney's office. So we made recommendations that we uh, you know with the clerk's database, which is where the majority of the information is going to allow, lay, uh, that it it needs to it wasn't designed for this mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So now the upgrades have to be made that's a financial issue too right so it's got to be funded uh, we also recommended that liaisons be placed uh, be created in every office that this touches on so now the restored felon has someone that they can directly communicate with that can give them the information that they need because that was one of the biggest things because you know when amendment 4 passed, they showed up at the supervisor elections office, mm-hmm. and they thought we could provide them with all that information. And we cannot; we don't have access mm-hmm. to a lot of those databases. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, this is wonderful. So, yes. Donna,
2: yes. So we got about two minutes left here, and just wanted to to talk a little bit about um, what we can expect moving forward to to November. Right. Um, As far as uh, the polls and things like that, like like um, Sandra was saying, you know, there's there's quite a few Democrats that are running and not as many Republicans. So there's going to be a lot of of tension in the air. Uh, okay. I, yes,
1: it definitely will be uh, a lot of uh, we've seen the enthusiasm take place. So we got three elections this year, the presidential preference, which is March 17th. The primary election date moved up a week. It's mm-hmm. August 18th. And you have the general election, November 3rd. We'll have eight days of early voting from uh, March 7th to March 14th for the preference, August 8th to August 15th for the uh, primary and October 19th to November 1st for uh, for the uh, November ele- general election.
2: Can you give your website so that our listeners know where to go if they want more information? Sure.
1: If you want to update your record, if you want to just check your information, you can always go to votesiminal.org. All the candidates are listed there. You can do your research, and you can always reach out to us at 407-585-VOTE. That's 407-585-8683.
2: Well, Chris, we're really happy that you were able to join us for this half hour. Thank and you have you an open much. invitation
0: to return. There's so Absolutely. much you know, you've given some timelines as to what's happening, but would you let us know when you wanna be back. Absolutely. As you know, this, this is again. a bipartisan
1: show. Right.
0: And um, you know, most people know where I stand and <laughs> I tend to color a little bit red. And so um, well, our,
1: our position is very simple. The choice made is your choice counted. And we tell all of our voters, regardless of their uh, political party affiliation, that uh, you're we ensure your choice counts.
0: Absolutely. And I voted, you know, both red and blue. And I'm very grateful that I was taught. I mean, I didn't come to this country. I came I came from a country who didn't have a voting system. My father worked for a government that, you know, was in Dictator was a dictatorship. So when I had the opportunity to become an American and vote, I took it somewhat seriously. Seriously? I thought it was a luxury that until, you know, as I you know, progress on my journey of life. I realized how important of this of right. gift this is. So it I is. thank you, Chris, for doing the service Absolutely. for Seminole County where I happen to reside in Donna. I'm in Seminole County too. So
1: well, excellent. Neighbors. I'm always yeah, happy yeah, to sit down go. and talk there to preferred Seminole County voters. So
2: well, yeah. this is the end of our session with Chris. Yes, thank I'm you, again. Dana Olivo with Market Academy LLC. Sandra Dorsey, Sendor Capital. And you can always reach us at info at chargedupstudio.com. You can
0: follow us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and contribute to our platform on Patreon. That's it.